0: Welcome to the Brood Life podcast. I am your host, Brandon Hall. So grab a cup of coffee, plug in your headphones, and let's have a conversation. Hey everybody, welcome to the podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking. To my friend Phil, and talking about something that is kind of a buzzword within the Christian community and within uh, a, a certain part of the Christian community, I guess, um, but that's talking about deconstruction. And so, uh, for a lack of better explanation or a quick explanation, I guess, a deconstruction just really is taking everything that you were taught or you were kind of raised with uh, and not necessarily biblical truth but the ideas and interpretations of the gospel or who Jesus was or how Christians should live that kind of stuff a lot of you know whether it's parents or the church you were raised in whatever that may look like so you take all that you deconstruct it and go back to the basics of who is Jesus who is God what does the Bible say about who Jesus is and who God is and what is the story there and deconstructing your faith and kind of rebuilding it back from that base of who Jesus is and who God is based on scripture. So we talk about... uh, Phil and uh, about his journey over the last year Um, and uh, I completely understand and relate to a lot of what he talks about because I feel like that has also been part of my journey over the last few years is deconstructing and then reconstructing based on who God really is so I know there's a lot of you guys that are listening that you really relate to this and relate to this subject and this process and a lot of you have been going through the same thing so I think that you'll get a lot out of this conversation and I get a lot out of what Phil says and there's if you listen for it there's a really good uh, description explanation which uh, I believe uh, my friend Josh talked about when we talked about the future of the church he kind of gave the same illustration as well and it's one of the best illustrations there is about what deconstruction really is and kind of getting away from that term and going more towards a kind of a picture description of what this process is so uh, take a listen to this conversation listen for that and then uh, stay tuned for some more details at the end Hey, everybody, welcome back to the podcast. Uh, I'm excited to uh, have my friend Phil on today, and we're just going to have a, a conversation about deconstruction and what that means in, in terms of our faith. Um, but before we get into the conversation, I'm just going to hand it over to Phil for a minute here and just let him introduce himself to you.
1: Yeah, thanks, Brandon. So my name is Phil O'Black, and I'm a father of four. Um, my wife and I married to my wife, Christina, and we've got four Four kids Micah, Miles, Mia, and Maddox. So seven, four, two, and one. So we're a, a busy young family here. And I'm a stay at home dad. I left my job um, about almost one year ago exactly. And just was gone too much with um, the job I was working at a high school. I was gone evenings and weekends a lot. I was an athletic trainer. And just wasn't a good, um, just wasn't good for our family, me being gone so much. So I left the job and been home with the kids for about a year now and it's been great for the family and uh, before that I was in the Marine Corps back in the early 2000s so went from being in the Marine Corps to school got married and was working at a high school for a while and now I'm a stay-at-home dad and I'm in Milwaukee Wisconsin by the way.
0: Awesome so just to kind of get started with talking about this deconstruction, deconstructing faith, what that means, I uh, want you to just kind of give a little bit of history of like your own church and faith background. Yeah, sure. Um, so I grew up in a like a middle-class
1: home in a suburb of Milwaukee called Pewaukee, Wisconsin. And, uh, my mom and dad were married up until I was in high school. And, um, for as long as I can remember, they, um, took me to church on Sundays and our whole family went to church almost every Sunday. My parents were involved in different ministries. My dad was an usher at the big church that we went to, Elmbrook Church in Brookfield, Wisconsin. It's like this big mega church, um, non-denominational evangelical type church. And so when I was about five, I remember my mom sitting me down, we were laying in bed and I said the sinner's prayer and was say, quote unquote, saved from that point forward in the evangelical lingo. And uh, yeah, I remember from an early age on just really being um, intrigued by Jesus and um, what he did for us. And, um, but then when I got into high school and just got around different groups of people and temptations started to be introduced to my life, that's kind of when the disconnect kind of happened on. Um, how do I put it? Just like, how do I follow Jesus now at this point? I, I'm saved. That's what I was always taught. I said the sinner's prayer, so now I'm saved. But then, when real temptations and struggles come up in life, how do you actually follow Jesus? And I just don't feel like I was ever taught what that really looked like. I we were taught what it means to be saved, but from that point forward like what does it actually look like to follow Jesus and I feel like I just never really understood that I'm not saying that that was anyone's fault maybe it was just my own misunderstandings but yeah so from uh the end of my high school years when my parents were going through a divorce I kind of rebelled I don't know if it was maybe it was me just trying to get away from um what was going on in the home with my mom and dad fighting and not but I started getting involved with drugs and alcohol and after I graduated high school I didn't go to college right away like I planned and I was just getting involved in some really bad things and um, ended up having a couple big wake-up calls with the law and getting in a fight where I almost died and I ended up joining the Marine Corps when I was 20 and um, that's kind of when um, various events happened where I started coming back to my faith in Jesus. And yeah, it has been kind of an interesting journey since then, but yeah, that's my background growing up in the church.
0: So, uh, as kind of talking about this subject of deconstructing faith and, uh, and, you know, that in just, you know, from seeing your, what you've shared openly on Facebook and stuff like that. And, you know, we have some commonalities there of what we've both been going through, but wasn't, was there a moment or event or maybe a series of events that like led up to the process that you're going through right now when it comes to processing your faith?
1: Yeah. So it was around a year ago when I was just leaving my job. And I remember, so me being in the Marine Corps, I was obviously pretty familiar with uh, General Mattis being the secretary of defense for the, the United States. And I think it was around a year ago at this time, maybe a little bit longer, but, um, he started speaking out against what was going on with Donald Trump and uh, he ended up stepping down or Trump said he got fired, whatever. But, um, I really respected general Mattis. He was like a legend amongst Marines. And for me to see him rebuke Trump's leadership and what was going on there, just I hadn't really been following politics that much at that point, but I'm like, what is going on here? And then I do have family that are Christians that more of the in the evangelical type scene that are of the belief that Trump is like God's <laughs> it was God's plan to put Trump in power, that type right. of idea. And I'm like, what is going on here? Like, why are people believing this about this type of man in Trump? when he has none of the fruits that i see in in that jesus talks about you'll know them by their fruits so that's when i just really started um like questioning what people were like my my mom and other people were saying about trump and um that's when i remembered i had read a book by brian zahn called a farewell to mars and it's um i actually have it right here so it's been so impactful in my life and it's called an evangelical pastor's journey toward the biblical gospel of peace. And it's all about the nonviolence of Jesus and how nations um, kind of set themselves up as um, we just kind of idolize and worship um, our nations. And if you see it there, you can see it clearly with the way that we um, have that civil religion type deal with national anthem and um pledge of allegiance and that type of thing so that book i had read it like three or four years prior and me being a marine and being really patriotic and almost on the verge of nationalistic i uh it had some influence on me i planted a seed in my mind like yeah maybe I, there's some things that i need to question here about compromises in my own life on am I really pledging my allegiance to Jesus or am I pledging my allegiance to this nation? And then I read it again last year. And then that's really when my eyes were like, wow, it's, it's like a <laughs> just something had gone off inside of my brain, like a door had been kicked open. And I'm like, Holy cow, for the first time in my life, I'm actually seeing what Jesus was talking about with the kingdom of God and what that actually means to be a citizen of the kingdom of God. And from there I just started devouring different books from Brian Zahn and other um, theologians like Walter Brueggemann and um, Eugene Peterson and it was like peeling back an onion and I just couldn't get enough of this stuff so that's where it kind of began like a year ago
0: and uh, like so thinking back over the last year I've been going through this process of like like I said peeling back those layers and Uh, kind of having your eyes open and going through this process, what's been some of the more like difficult aspects of this deconstruction process that you've been going through?
1: Um, I'd say the most difficult aspects is because I've been so excited about some of the things I've been seeing and like some of the things I used to believe about what like being born again means and salvation is or kingdom of God is. I'm, I'm seeing all these things. And for the first time, Understanding what it means to follow Jesus and that type of thing. Um, I'm sharing it with people I care about, friends and relatives, and whether it's because of the person whose writings this is, or the books, the authors of the books, or the types of subjects I'm bringing up, there's a lot of pushback, or people call the people I'm, the authors I'm showing them heretics, and we're saying what I'm telling them is heretical that type of thing so i think that's been the biggest struggle is throughout all my excitement that there's been friendships that have i've lost in friendships along the way um strains with my father and i's relationship so that's definitely been the hardest part
0: yeah and uh you know and, and I and i understand that too you know i think that that uh for anybody who kind of like uh, whether it's a deconstruction process or whatever it is, like when you start pushing outside of those norms that everybody kind of falls in line with, uh, it does put a lot of strain on relationships and uh, you know, like it goes, it goes beyond just having a conversation about something you're learning or something you're excited about because you're almost like, uh questioning like the foundation that they have based everything on and and when you start messing with that foundation like it causes people to become defensive because uh our identity is a lot of times so wrapped up in that uh mindset or you know what what we've always believed and when it gets shaken like we get defensive and it does put a lot of strain on our relationships with friends and with family
1: yeah absolutely you definitely hit the nail on the head there and that's what I'm I'm seeing right now and and for a little while um for a little while I definitely struggled with okay am I getting deceived here by what I'm learning and starting to believe or um is this is this true do I need to go back to do I need to go back to the drawing board and go back to what I was believing before and I there was just like a sense of peace when I was reading this stuff or listening to sermons or um, just reading the Bible and seeing it in a new light. And I'm like, this, this, is, I'm not being deceived here. Like this is, this is real. So, and then I'm meeting people like you and others that are going through the same process. And I don't even like to call it deconstruction because I, I know what it means. Like, yeah. Deconstruct the bad stuff and rebuild it, but I kind of like to think of it like a art renovation. Like there's this beautiful piece of artwork, and over the years you've accumulated like this dust and grime on it, and now it's time to like slowly uncover the that dust and grime and reveal the beauty that's that's there. Like there's a lot of good that you and I have learned through the years, and that foundation is definitely beautiful for the most part but there were some things that may have been misconstrued or misunderstood or um, just weren't maybe half truths and so now it's time to renovate that that beautiful piece of art that that's underneath
0: yeah and it's funny you say that because i just had a conversation on uh one of the other episodes with somebody who explained kind of this process the exact same way that you just explained it. yeah yeah. And it's just that, you know, because deconstruction has become such a uh, a buzzword and like, especially within uh, the evangelical church and church in general, uh, people talking about like I'm de- deconstructing and in, in, which is not a bad thing. And a lot of people are doing it, but it's just become such a overused word that I th- like you said, I think that people don't understand what it really means, but that I, I love that illustration of, of just like, like, cleaning off the dirt and finding like what like the beauty beneath it and what was uh, I or what I think was God's original intention for who we are and how our faith should look like
1: yeah absolutely
0: uh, yeah, I mean so, growing
1: up I think the most beautiful things that I believed about God were what I saw in Jesus and then over time growing up you hear different things about whether it's things you learn about God in the Old Testament and um, not to say that we throw the Old Testament away that's definitely not the case Jesus took the Old Testament seriously and so should we but I think um, there were certain assumptions that some of the biblical authors made about what God's character was in the Old Testament at times and until we get to Jesus we don't really truly see what God's character is like so at growing up that's what I always focused on was Jesus is what um, the father is revealed to us in Jesus. And then over time, I think that's where some of the dust and grime started to build up is some of those ideas I had about God started to get warped a little bit. If that makes so,
0: sense. Yeah. And so going, going through this process, uh, like of getting rid of this dirt and grime, uh, what have you learned about yourself through this journey?
1: Yeah, it's a good question. Um, really just how much, how little I know, <laughs> you know, yeah. I, every time I hear a new sermon or learn about the gospel in a different way, or I'm starting to read a passage that I haven't, read since this whole process began and i'm seeing um seeing it in a new light it's like wow i'm just my mind is getting blown by the way I'm how much i have to learn yet and what god's revealing to me in different readings and so yeah i'm just trying to be humble and realize i have a lot to learn yet and just enjoying the process
0: and how how do you uh how do you think that it's like changed your view, like view of who God is and who Jesus is and your relationship with God? How has that changed through like over the last year?
1: Yeah. So I'd say for the first time, I think I mentioned this a little bit earlier, touched on it a little bit, but I'd say for the first time I actually understand now what it means to follow Jesus. It's not just this, we say the sinner's prayer now we've punched our tickets to heaven and now we can kind of go on living however we want it's like if we're actually gonna follow jesus like the apostles said they called it the way they didn't even use the term christian but they called it the way like if we're gonna experience the true life and the eternal life that um jesus talks about we have to live the way that he taught us on the sermon on the mount and if we're not doing that we might experience some goodness in our life but it's not going to be that true life that he talks about and i mean if we're living totally contrary to that then that's what leads to our destruction and collectively our destruction um does that answer your question
0: yeah yeah no absolutely um yeah, and I think that, you know, like you, you had mentioned earlier too, and um, that uh, for me anyway, like just uh, see, like learn, I we do have, we if you've been raised in the church, if you've been uh, a part of the church for a long time, I, for me anyway, and I feel like you have the same experience, like you are given this view of who God is, uh, like whether it's based on the Old Testament and a lot, I'm like, as you're like going through this, like you you realize that, uh, that like the God you were, uh, taught is a lot of times a long ways from who God really is, and uh, we get a lot of these misconceptions, and we know we're we're taught like that God is an angry God and vengeful, and uh, you know, and like this big like supervisor in the sky that's watching out for what, if we do something bad or if we do something good and hopefully it all adds up in the end to get us into heaven. And, uh and as you go through this, it, it like it, it, you, you learn that that's not, you know, that's just not who God is and that God revealed himself in Jesus and that um, it, it like, like it just changes that relationship and that, and, and that how you view your relationship with God. And also, I think that for me, like, it's changed how I, uh, how I believe God views me and uh, like what my identity is uh, through his eyes. Because for me, it was a a lot of like, well, I'm not good enough, or I uh, didn't do good enough, good things, or I messed up. And always waiting for that like that punishment to come and like that's not and, and but instead like it's 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 a relationship it's a partnership and and like that that really isn't how god views me and uh like it just like i think a lot of it is more changing how god views me and then and that in turn changes how i see who god is
1: yeah absolutely and you just sharing that story that makes me think of like the parable of the prodigal son it's like no matter what we do, no matter how far we stray, whether we squander our father's inheritance to us and go to Las Vegas and get hammered, not that we should be doing these types of things, but you know what I mean. Like, no matter how far we stray from uh, the way, um, Jesus is always ready to embrace us when we come back. And I guess the view of view of salvation and the view of um my faith growing up was that like we say the sinner's prayer to be saved so that when we die we can go to heaven and now i'm saying that the the hope that we have is that jesus god is going to make all things new and bring heaven to earth that's yes. thy kingdom come thy will be done on earth because it is in heaven and it's not so much if you see the the parable of the prodigal son, you see when he comes back, his brother is, is all jealous. He's like, why are we, why are we throwing him a party? Like I've been good this whole time. And there, there hasn't been a party for me. And you see the son or the, the brother outside, like gnashing his teeth because he just couldn't bring himself to forgive and to have a heart of love and forgiveness. And that, that's kind of the view I have of God. It's like, we don't get, sent to hell because we did bad things it's like it's our choice whether or not we're gonna follow jesus and live that path of love and forgiveness and if we choose to live our lives contrary to that against the grain of love then oftentimes it's gonna feel like gnashing of teeth and hell struggle so
0: so uh, say somebody is like listening to our conversation and they're uh, have been like maybe they're on the path of of rediscovering who God is and re- rediscovering authentic faith. Uh, maybe they're hearing this and it's causing them to have some questions um yeah what what would you what advice would you give to someone that maybe they're where you were a year ago and they're looking for a place to start where would what would you tell them
1: yeah so my favorite pastor I mentioned him earlier is Brian Zahn he's just really a great teacher teaches from the scriptures definitely focuses on the gospels and um I'd say it, if you could read one book to start this process of rediscovering who God is, it would be His book "Sinners in the Hands of a Loving God," and it just does a great. He does a great job of um, just explaining how Jesus reveals who God is to us. Um, and why I like Brian so much is that he's he's easy to read, but he's also done so much research on different theologians like Walter Brueggemann, Eugene Peterson, Stanley Harwa. So I feel like you get the best of all those guys in one teaching. And he does it in a way that's so relatable and understandable. So that's, that's one um, place to start. And then another pastor I like to listen to is Tim Mackey. Are you familiar with the Bible Project? Yes. It's a YouTube channel. So you've got the Bible project, YouTube videos, which are really good and helpful to just kind of break down a simplistic way of each of the books of the Bible or different themes and whatnot. But if you um, go on either Apple podcasts or any podcasts, I think his podcast is called like My Strange Bible. Just type in Tim Mackey, M-A-C-K-I-E. And he does a good job of tying the whole biblical narrative together and how it relates to pointing to Jesus. And those two pastors, I just learned so much and it's helped me understand the Old Testament and how it ties in with the New Testament and just the different themes that reoccur throughout history because of our human nature and whatnot. So, yeah, that's where I'd start. And you'll have plenty of stuff with all those guys or all the content those guys put out.
0: Yeah, and and this will sound funny, but one of the things I really enjoyed, and I don't know if you do this, if you've read this with your kids, is the Jesus Storybook Bible. Have you read that at all? No, I haven't. So uh, it's just called the Jesus Storybook Bible, and it's a, one of my favorites because it, it gives its stories, but it gives stories all the way from creation to the end. But like through the whole thing, they always tie in Jesus through the from the beginning to the end and like how – jesus was always god's plan from the beginning to redeem uh us and to redeem the earth and that's been like and like there's times that i've like read stories and like start tearing up because it's like it just is impactful but also it's a way to like present that to my kids in a way that they will understand and like show them like jesus has always been god's plan from the beginning to redeem his earth and his people
1: so you said it's Jesus Story Bibles?
0: Yeah, the the Jesus Storybook Bible.
1: Oh, the Jesus Storybook Bible. Okay. Yeah. I'm cut that down.
0: Yeah, it's great. And like and, and it's super colorful, lots of fun pictures and 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 it reads really easily, but it's still very impactful.
1: Awesome. I'll check it uh, out.
0: So, uh, just one final question uh, before we before we wrap up and I ask everybody that comes on the podcast because it's called The Brood Life. Uh, when you head out to your favorite coffee place coffee shop what's your drink of choice so
1: in milwaukee here we have this um what do you call it coffee roaster brewer my my brain's not working 100 percent here with being sick (laughs) but uh collectivo is the name of it the coffee shop there's a few locations here in milwaukee and just uh Plain old black cup with their black and tan coffee. It's it's like a medium roast. It's okay. got the, the dark roast plus a light roast, but it's just a nice smooth black cup of coffee from Collectivo.
0: Perfect. That's my that's what I always say. If you have good beans, then you you can just drink a black cup of coffee because it's always going to be good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Growing up, my dad got me introduced to coffee when I was like five. I liked the taste of <laughs> He loaded it up with cream and sugar. So, of course, sure. I liked it. And ever since, I've liked coffee, but now my taste is more refined, I guess. So, I just <laughs> drink it black. <laughs>
0: that's perfect. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on. I appreciate it. And uh, I think that this conversation is, uh, I hope, my hope is, and I believe that it's going to be impactful for people listening that's kind of on the same journey that we've been going through. Yeah, I hope so. I mean, it,
1: it can be feel pretty lonely at times, especially when you have friends and family who push back and just aren't seeing things the way that we might be. But I'm seeing people like you and a lot of others that are on the same journey. And I know we're not crazy. So
0: yep. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much.
1: Yeah, thank you, Brandon.
0: Thanks for uh, sticking around and listening to that fantastic conversation with Phil. Uh, I w- highly encourage you to go out uh, and look up any of those names of authors and theologians that he talked about. Uh, Brian Zahn, especially, has been beneficial to my own journey and uh, really enjoyed what he has had to say in his sermons and in his books. Uh, if you feel like this conversation is beneficial, To someone that you know that may be going through the same journey, then highly encourage you to share it with them. You know, send them a text, share it on social media, uh, however, you want to share that with them. You can find us on social media uh, under the Brood Life Podcast on both Facebook and Instagram. And feel free to go to your favorite podcast platform and make sure you subscribe to the podcast and rate and review us and share this conversation share the whole podcast with anybody that you think would benefit from this and uh, just help continue those conversations so thanks again for listening and we will see you on the next episode with another conversation